Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode number five in the book of Colossians. So an amazing, wonderful passage about Jesus and the preeminence of Jesus in Colossians chapter one. And yesterday we learned in verses eight, starts with verse 15, we find out that he was there at the beginning, the begin, before creation, and he gave things their, their beginnings. And then after the beginnings, he holds things together. And then that he begins kind of the next chapter, stuff that's going to come next in the next world, that he's going to have this resurrection power and he's, he's the leader of the resurrection uh, parade. So it's the section where God is this creator, and we find that all things were created by him, and that it was done very personally, you know, that I individually was created by Jesus, and through him and through his power and through his, like, stamp, and everything that you know that has been created, whether that's a person or a tree or a star, everything has gone through this, like, this Christ's fingerprints on it, his hands on it. So whether it's physics or biology or chemistry or astronomy, it doesn't matter. Christ has his fingerprints on it. And all things that have been created are for him and supposed to display and uh, demonstrate his his goodness and it's for his pleasure. Now the problem is we got the we got off the altar of being a pleasing sacrifice. And today, the the image is of hard hearts and hostility of mind and doing evil and all this bad stuff. Listen in here. We're going to start with the, the conclusion about how wonderful Jesus is. And he is the head of the body. This is 118. And he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, and that in everything he might be preeminent. We're supposed to worship him. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to, to dwell. And through him, now here comes starts the bad news, to reconcile to himself all things. That is, he wants to bring start to bring all things back, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And you, who were once alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel you have heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister." So here's the problem is that we should be yielding and acknowledging and appreciating and worshiping. We should be making Christ preeminent. And yet the reality is we're not. He describes us as alienated, hostile, sort of mad at him. So rather than giving him homage, we're giving him hostility. And rather than extolling him, we, 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 we're calling God an enemy. And rather than honoring him, we're hating him. So rather than giving thanks, we're giving God trouble. And rather than reverencing him, we're rebelling from him. So he's so Jesus, this amazing Jesus who created everything and started everything and is going to resurrect everything, that's all great. But it, before he does all that, he's going to have to bring us back and reconcile us. So yet another thing that he's going to do for us. So he's going to make peace. He's going to restore the rainbow, if you will. 
And how is this going to be done? Well, it's it's hard work. Saving people is hard work. It's going to be done by his body in the flesh. It's done by death. It's done by blood. It's done by the cross. By his wounds, we are healed. So his goal is to present us holy. And so we, I think in responding today, let's allow ourselves to be presented uh, holy. And this encourages us, me, to be more holy of thought, more holy of action. His goal is to reconcile us. And so I think that we should allow ourselves to be reconciled. So when God says, hey, I want you to say you're you're sorry, this understanding what he has done for us in our rebellion and his his bringing him back bringing us back and trying to reconcile us it's supposed to make the saying saying of the sorry easier and uh i think we should be appreciating the peace this this peace that jesus made with us to the father is an earned peace by another and he asks us now to enjoy this peace and revel in it and be grateful. This reminds me of a 4th of July parade where, where the the old guys from World War II, there's just a few of them left now, they parade these old guys who have you know put their their lives at risks and they're kind of representing the people that didn't even make it and you know died when they were 18 and 20 year, year, years old to sacrifice for for world world peace and here i am watching the parade i didn't do anything i didn't earn it myself but what the old guys are asking of me is hey this peace was an earned peace this peace was a sacrificed peace and i want you to live like it was worth something so when God asks us to be blameless, let's be eager to, to let our behaviors match us, match that. And when he asks us to live above reproach, let's know, let's honor the sacrifice by being above reproach. So this encourages us to more holy thinking. It encourages us to be reconciled and say, oh, you're right, I'm I should be sorry, and I and I am sorry. So let's appreciate the 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 peace that that Christ has delivered for us. And then finally here, verse 23, the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all of creation. And I think in understanding that he was here, he made us, and then we messed up and we we were hostile and we rebelled, and then yet he reconciled us. This whole picture is that of the gospel. Creation is the story of the gospel. Let's go live like it is an earned uh, privilege that we live in it. Thanks for listening.